Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 149 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. My name is Barbara. What's up? How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Busy? Yeah, I'm busy. It's the end of the month. Yeah. We're recording this at the end of the month. It's always busy. So yes, I'm busy. It's almost February, so only 11 more months to go in this year. <laughs> I think we can make it. Valentine's Day. Yay! Oh, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. I got to do something. Yes, you do. I finally got everybody back from COVID. So first day, I worked the whole month pretty much alone. So, yeah. So basically, you just let them come back and then now you're not doing anything? Like a little payback? No. I'm doing a lot. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm planning on going to Wyoming in two weeks. So why are you going to wyoming because it's my father's 80th birthday and he's taking the family to wyoming i don't ask questions i just say sure i'm there you know how many times people say if i could go anywhere in the u.s i'd go to wyoming you know how many times i hear that? no but you heard it from me right here there you go yep maybe it's an 80 year old i don't know i'm going (laughs) nice what's the weather like there really freaking cold even better no it's like 20 or something crazy, which is good for us Florida people. We like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Reason to wear jackets yep. since you can't do it in Chicago. Exactly. <laughs> so we got a lot going on this week. We're going to start off with Bennett Napier, who's back on the podcast, to give us an update on the industry, the technicians getting the vaccine, and the upcoming Vision 21 meeting April 8th to the 10th in Nashville, Tennessee. So join us for an important update with Bennett Napier from the NADL. Hey, Barb. I called Oradent the other day about their P5 milling machine. Super. How did it go? I was introduced to the consumables Oradent offers, such as Delta Zirconia, Oradent ZR, Oradent Cutting Tools, and Quest PMMA. How convenient. You know what? You can buy the mill and the materials from them. Yeah, if you think that's convenient, you can also buy furnaces by Napertherm and vacuums by Renfert. Plus, I don't have to talk to a different person every time I call. I have a rep dedicated just for me. I have heard that their service is amazing. Absolutely. Oradent offers high-quality cutting tools made here in the USA, and they have great options for zirconia. Delta Zirconia, which is a super cost-savings for labs, and Oradent ZR, made proudly here in the U.S. of A. Do they still offer dental alloys? You know, Oradent started off manufacturing alloys and will always provide high-quality alloys for dental labs. One of the few companies in the U.S. to still manufacture their own alloys. Is there anything that they don't supply dental labs? Actually, they also offer dental scanners and a 3D printer from Shining 3D. Hold up. Does that scanner have its own design software? Actually, Oradent offers ExoCAD for your designing needs. Nice. I'm not the best with technology and setting up all of this equipment, just saying. Well, we know, but that's fine. Oradent has a technical support team who can help with installing or troubleshooting any problems. Wow, Oradent definitely is a one-stop shop for any dental lab's needs. How do we get in touch with them? You can always call our friends at Oradent at 1-800-422-7373. Or you can visit them at their website at oradent.com. We super appreciate your support of the podcast, Oradent. Thank you so much. Well, we're happy to welcome back to the podcast, good friend and well-known player in the industry, Bennett Napier from the NADL. How are you, sir? Doing great, Elvis and Barb. Great to hear from you, and uh, Happy New Year. Oh, so far, right? (laughs) So far, so far. You were a regular during early quarantine days when a lot of us were at home with nothing to do. (laughs) But it's been a couple months, and we're happy to have you on to kind of update us on the industry and how everybody's doing We talk to a lot of people and they talk about how busy they are. Are you hearing that from other labs? I think certainly 
anything compared to the spring of 2020 was was an improvement. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah. Barb and I had a nice interview with Inside Dental Technology, and I know they covered some stuff in their January 2021 issue and did a good job with kind of just the high level and where the peaks and valleys were. You know, I think to some extent, if we look at basically four weeks into the new year, things did tend to slow down in December, which is not necessarily unusual. Yeah. I think January started off a little bit slower than maybe probably what people hoped for, at least generally speaking, some of the labs that we've talked to at the NADL office. But it's clearly too early to kind of determine what does the rest of the year look like. Mm -hmm. I know that both of you have covered some of this, and we continue to monitor the Health Policy Institute webinars from ADA just to see what they're looking like on the clinical side. And just a, a little plug on you know, NADL's Vision 21 program. I mean, we have the chief economist, Marco, who's the, with the Health Policy Institute of ADA. He's one of our keynote speakers, knock on wood, as long as we have Vision 21 in April in Nashville. Even if it's not in person, I'm sure we'll have him virtually regardless, just to kind of share what the clinical trends are. And that's clearly important to all of us. So Yeah. Were there labs that closed during this? Where we are now in terms of what I'd say definitively what we know is you know, at the NADL office, we track the Bureau of Labor Statistics data on number of labs with a payroll, number of employees, and then average wages. Mm-hmm. And you have to really pull through the BLS database and then tabulate. So we have run, as of this month, what's available is up to date through June of 2020. So like the third quarter 2020, we'll be able to pull in March of this year. And then the year end 2020 data will be able to pull probably around the first week of June of 2021. Mm. Um, so it's a lag time. But with that said, you know, what we can share is, you know, through the second quarter 2020, we had effectively about another 300 labs closed from know, December 19 to, you know, second quarter 2020. And what really told the picture for our industry, the profession, if you will, is when everything effectively stopped during that March and April timeframe, we went from number of employees in our profession in December of 2019, which was around 46,000. It dipped all the way down to 23,000 in April 2020. Now, Here's the silver lining if you're trying to find some, which there is some. Yeah, please. (laughs) You know, it jumped back up fairly quickly to about 36,000. So it bottomed out and then rose really quick. So what we don't know is kind of what is the year end 2020. I mean, based on what we're hearing, and like you said, a lot of labs who did really just crank it out in the summer and early fall, they did go back and hire a lot of the people. Um, Mm -hmm. I got an expectation we won't probably be where we were in December 19, but I think it's clearly going to be close to 40,000, if not just a little over 40,000 employees that were brought back by the close of last year. So I think to your first question, though, as far as number of labs, I think, unfortunately, if we saw, you know, close to 800, 900 labs close last year, you know, I hate to say we would be lucky if that's where it stopped, but I think that's where it will fall. Wow. So what do you think about the COVID vaccinations? Have you heard anything about how quickly they're going to get them out to our industry and where we're at there? From a general standpoint, all of us follow social media and uh, it gives us timely information, especially on this kind of topic as it relates to our market. And so we were real pleased with collaboration with the American Dental Association back in December. We signed on to a coalition letter with ADA and about 16 other groups on the clinical and allied profession side. And that letter to the CDC really helped, you know, from a, an ability to continue to work uh, not only for in the lab, but also chairside service work. And so long story short, the CDC and their uh, guidance listed technicians um, yeah. under the healthcare definition, primarily because of, you know, infection control and, you know, even especially chairside being potentially exposed to patients in that standpoint. So, I mean, I think generally speaking, the labs that wanted to get in the mix of early vaccinations have done so. It is a state-by-state issue in the sense of, you know, where the tiers are, but what's not really been challenging is technicians are pretty much falling in wherever the dentists are classified. Technicians are right in that classification too. And then it really comes down to just supply and demand of the vaccine. Yeah, You're not necessarily having to prove, you know, do we meet the healthcare definition that's been achieved 
then it's just being in line. And so, I mean, I, I think at least, you know, across the board, I've seen more people getting it early rather than people just waiting. So I've been real pleased on that standpoint. You know, what lab employers do, that's a different issue is, you know, are they going to mandate the vaccine or not? That's a different issue. That's yeah. an HR issue. But as far as people who want to get it, the good news is they, they generally can. Yeah. Awesome. I know Elvis got his. Yeah. When I showed up and they asked me where I worked, I just said Summer Dental Laboratories and they didn't beat an eye. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they heard laboratory and they figured I was mixing blood or something, you know? Right, right. Depending on what kind of impressions you get in, you might be. Yeah, yeah really. that's very true. <laughs> but you mentioned social media, and I've seen a lot of lab people getting the vaccine, and, and that's great. Yes, yes. What about your organization, executive directors? Do you guys get vaccines? or <laughs> No, I think no? We're, at the back of the, we're at the back of the line, I think, but Aww. that's okay. We're being safe <laughs> um, protocol-wise and following the distancing and being very vigilant about that. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a numbers game. So we've, we definitely have had some cases on staff and, or, you know, contact tracing with family members and following those processes sure. in terms of quarantine. But at least on a staff level, we haven't had any major issues. We unfortunately have one staff member whose father passed away from COVID. So that oh, was no. not, oh, wow. that was not good. Yeah. So yeah. It, does, it definitely makes it real. Absolutely. For sure. Well, you've mentioned Visions 21 coming up in April and we're still shooting for that, correct? Yes. I mean, right now it's, it's going to be a timing issue, which is what we knew. Yeah. And the good news is we have the ability to pivot really close to the event date if we need to. And the, the Gaylord in Nashville has been excellent to work with and is very accommodating based on what needs to be done and things like that nature. So if we're lucky to have the in-person meeting, which we are hopeful we will, Gaylord is, is on the ball with their safety protocols in terms of their staff and how they set up the seating for Proper distancing will definitely have some different feel in terms of food and beverage events and stuff like that. But I think we can have a safe meeting and we'll you know, provide attendees with a, a safe but informative visions like we always do. Sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I know I speak for myself, Elvis, you and a ton of our listeners. We really, really want this meeting and other meetings to happen. I think there's a lot of people that just want to network and get together and see their old friends and learn. And so I'm super hopeful. Yeah, we're pleased. I mean, with the content, I mean, the committee, the business management committee always does a good job. So we've got Marco as one of our keynotes from ADA Health Policy Institute, which that in and of itself would be a good draw. Mm -hmm. We've got our roundtables. We've got Larry Weiss is going to be doing a three-hour value-added workshop for a small group on you know, just general business planning. And then we're real excited. It looks like we'll have Andrew Steen from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is a regulatory speaker. So we haven't had the FDA there for a number of years and kind of update some of the things that NADL has been covering the last few years on digital workflow and what that means in terms of FDA compliance. So that'll be really neat just to have directly from the regulatory agency, their presence and oh, yeah. ability to have dialogue directly with the regulators. And it's, I'm real pleased with their content and excited about the potential opportunity to have, like you said, a, a safe in-person meeting. Yeah. Yep. Probably no official NADL pool party, though. That's going to be... I a, doubt it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's always a hit. That's the, will be frowned upon, yes. <laughs> yep. What's the number one question are you getting from labs right now? That's a good question. I mean, it's a tough one. I guess number one question is, I mean, the vaccine for sure, yeah. you know, for the last maybe four weeks, that was where do we fall in the mix and do they qualify and what documentation do they need to get in line? That's probably the big, at least the last, you know, four to five weeks for sure. Sure. has been our biggest question. And I expect going forward, the next piece will be if we want to mandate it for our overall workforce, what are the processes to do that communication wise? And, and do we have the right to do it? The, the answer effectively is an employer has the right to do it. Mm -hmm. Clearly, there's some processes you would want to go through in terms of communication. And, you know, there may be extenuating circumstances with certain scenarios for certain staff that you have to have you know, address those accommodations yeah. as well. So, again, mm -hmm. working with our NADL, you know, HR partners like Insperity or C Management, we're putting our labs in contact with those two providers to help with that. The other thing is a commercial, but I think it's important because yeah. that. To your question, we've gotten a lot of questions about health insurance. NADL had been trying to launch a new program, and that got delayed really because of COVID for obvious reasons. And by the end of January of 2021, NADL will have launched a new health insurance program with a third-party provider called Decisely, and then also on the business insurance side, 
really comprehensive program with Gallagher Association Insurance Solutions. So we will have web platforms off of the NADL site that people can go to get online quotes based on their needs. And so real excited that we're rolling that out at the beginning of the year. So uh, a lot of people yeah. have been wanting some different options. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have that. It will be available to them. And we've, we've actually already started having labs work with those providers already, even though the actual portal doesn't go live till the end of the month. Nice. Awesome. It's important to note that even though you get a vaccine, you still need health insurance. It's yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, no <laughs> no not a vaccine for everything, people. That's correct. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you so much, Bennett. I'm excited for that health insurance. I think that sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you yeah. for continuing to do what you're doing and that you've continued to have some great, great people on the podcast and keep sharing great content. So it's great to see the journey that y'all have gone on yeah. and how big this has become so thank you very happy and uh, appreciative to both of you for launching this yeah no Thanks. we love it thank you so much and we will see you in nashville in at... nashville we will all right <laughs> we will do that awesome right. thanks thank bennett you. thank you Thanks, Bennett, for updating us on the state of the industry right now. Seems like even through the tough times, most labs are doing pretty good. Make sure to check out the Vision 21 meeting this year, guys. It's going to be April 8th through 10th in Nashville. With so many canceled shows over the last year, it would be great to get out and see all our friends and network and chat and drink and listen and have some fun. So see you there. Yeah, too bad about that NADL pool party. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have it this Mm -hmm. time, so... I know. I just bought a new bikini brief for this year, but I guess we'll have to wait a year. Yeah. How about forever? (laughs) (laughs) So this week we talk with Jesse Zamaripa from Opulent Digital Specialist. Jesse comes on the podcast to talk about how his company can help your lab enter the digital workflow or even help you improve your current workflow with a dedicated service that's available 24-7. Partnering with names such as Armin Gearbach, and wait until he talks about the Matic mill that holds 36 pucks and 27 wow. tools. Yeah, it's intense. The ExoCAD or NT Trading. Opulent is a good option with labs that want to go digital. So join us as we chat with Jesse Zamaripa. I'd just like to say well done on the name, partner. <laughs> Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Zamareba? Zamaripa. Zamaripa. Yep. And it's opulent digital specialist. Yes. <laughs> Zamaripa. I got so this. Four times. <laughs> we got to make you earn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He <laughs> does. Trust me. <laughs> Whew, I got this. I got this. We are happy to have on the podcast today Jesse Zamaripa. From Opulent Digital Specialist. Now, somebody in your company reached out to us wanting to talk about how you help dental labs get with the digital workflow. So, Jesse, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today, Elvis? I'm doing fantastic. Barb is joining us as usual. Barb? I'm doing good. It's Friday. Hi, Barb. Hello. So, Jesse, tell us a little bit about Opulent Digital Specialist. What exactly is it? Well, we're a CAD-CAM distribution company, and our main product lines is Amon Gearbach, ExoCAD, NT Trading, and we have a couple of other products that we also offer. But those are going to be our main core three. So uh, we're located over in Northern California, Folsom to be exact. So Folsom is a suburb of Sacramento, and I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but, you know, of course, San Francisco is more of a, of a tech area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and that's pretty much what it's known for, right? So this is more of a San Francisco East. Ah. A lot of technology companies actually migrated out here. And so if you come to Folsom, besides a prison, which we also have, the, you know, the famous prison here. <laughs> that's what I thought of as soon as you said that. Yeah, you have the Johnny Cash walkway. It goes right by my house and everything. But um, nice. yeah, beyond the prison, we have all kinds of different um, tech companies out here. I mean, if you walk outside my office, uh, just down the street, you have Intel. And some other companies in, in the area. So at any rate, that's where we're located. Now we're a CAD-CAM distribution company, as I said. And what we specialize in is getting the right fit for each customer that we have. So in other words, we know the complete workflow, whether it be a doctor getting an inner scanner or a dental laboratory looking to go ahead and get into CAD-CAM. 
and we can go ahead and perfect it from beginning to end. When you say that, what do you mean, like perfect it from beginning to end? Yeah, sure. So we have a lot of experience. I mean, when it, especially when it comes to the Mon Gearbox product line, within our team, we've probably implemented well over 200 different systems over the years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's any kind of issues that has arise over time, uh, we've already ran into them. We've already had those problems. And we have a pretty intimate relationship when it comes to our manufacturers. So we're not a big corporation where you have to go through all this mumbo jumbo to go ahead and get a problem solved. It's it's basically one phone call. You can get our team on it and we're able to go ahead and handle it just based off our experience with relationships. How did you learn about Digital Lab? I've been in dentistry for 18 years. Oh. 18 years ago, I worked for Airborne Express, actually, and our main customer was Glidewell. Ah. Yeah, so I knew everybody over at Glidewell, at least on the customer service end. I was their account manager over at Airborne, and we were all laid off, basically. And so I knew Paula Labar over at Glidewell. She ran the customer service center. I believe she still does. And she said, look, Jesse, if you want a job, just come over here, apply, and, you know, you can go ahead and get in. So I was like, okay, I think I was around 22, 23 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. So I walked in, did the application. And one thing that they don't tell you about Clydewells is that when you get in there, you have to take a math test. <laughs> and it's an on-the-spot math test. And I think it's completely genius because yeah. it's very simple problems. And I think it weeds out people that can't solve problems quickly mm-hmm. within a short amount of time. I can say it quickly, right? So at any rate, I passed a math test. And so I was at Glidewell for a little bit over a year. And then from there, I went to Trident. And then when I was at Trident, let me back up. I was at Glidewell for about a year, but then I started working in the fixed department. So Mm -hmm. um, I worked in the fixed department under Rudy Ramirez. And then from there, I went over to uh, Trident. So I was at Trident for about five years. And during that time, Mm -hmm. I actually went to lab school and I went to LACC. And I really jumped into dental completely. And so I really wanted to get into the sales side of things. So after that, I went over to Ultradent, which is on the clinical side. Yep. I worked for Ultradent for a while. And after about six, seven years, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to go back to lab side. Uh, Mon Gerbach actually contacted me and said, hey, you know, we, we need a, a West Coast sales rep. So I went back to the laboratories, worked for Mon Gerbach. And then when I got there, I discovered it's a whole new industry. I mean, when mm-hmm. I left Trident, we were barely, you know, starting with the Cerex. And then when yeah. I came back to the labs, you know, six years later, I didn't recognize anything except for the faces. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, There was a lot of people that I knew from before, but they were all doing different things and there was just a whole new world. So, you know, it was a little overwhelming at first. Uh, I went to Chicago and it was just like, wow, it completely blew my mind away. But I jumped into it. And since then, I've been with the, the Mon Gearblock brand through a couple different companies and um, been selling it since. Wow. So you were a lab tech. I have a lab tech background, but I got waffle mitt hands. So gotcha. I'm not exactly <laughs> a great lab tech. I mean, I'm not <laughs> going to be doing no tutorials, but you know, I know all the processes in and out and it's been a long time since I touched anything, but yeah, that is my background. Awesome. So Armand Gearbach, you cannot buy those direct. They always go through a dealer, right? You know, when I first started with Armand Gearbach, yeah, it was a direct thing. But after 2015, they started going through CAP. And actually, that's I went over to Cap when when they started going through distributors. Uh, yeah, yeah they, they went and switched it. So now they have a few different distributors throughout the country. And, you know, we're lucky to be one of them. So when did you start Opulent? Opulent was actually started this year, believe it or not. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So what a know, great we're... year to start a company, huh? Well, you know, okay. you got to have a little um, <laughs> <laughs> a little guts to go and do it. But, you know, it hasn't been a good year for, you know, majority of people. But considering that, you know, it's been a bad year, we've been able to go ahead and adjust and overcome that and really strive throughout this process. So we're byproduct basically of the COVID era. So, mm-hmm. you know, during this time, a lot of uh, sales reps and a lot of technicians and just people working for a lot of different companies, especially dental, were furloughed, right? Yeah. And I so happen to be one of them. So instead of, you know, just kicking dirt and just being feeling sorry for ourselves, we actually band together and uh, we just continue to move forward. It's similar to like if you have a band, right, and you go and break up the band, there's no guarantee the bands are going to get back together again. Well, we did get the band back together, but we got it with a couple of different characters. And guess what? We're playing better than ever. Nice. Awesome. So what drove you to decide to do this? I mean, other than just COVID and you had time, what was the motivation to do it in this format? This has been slowly evolving over the last seven years. 
um, as far as what our approach is. Of course, seven years ago, it wasn't, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and be this ocular digital specialist and, and have this 24-hour service and working weekends and everything. That wasn't the goal. But, you know, mm -hmm. slowly I've noticed that I deal mostly with business owners in comparison to where I was on a clinic. I was dealing mostly with office staff, right? Yeah. Now, when you're a business owner, especially a small business owner, and by the way, Amon Gearbox, this, that, that product is great for small business owners because it's so versatile. But when you're a small business owner, you know, you have to be an accountant. You have to do your quality control. You have to be the lab tech. You have to do the design. And even if you don't do all that, you have to be uh, very knowledgeable with each step of the process. You're not until you get to like a bigger level, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Slowly, I started to see that people were calling me in off hours, believe it or not, stopping out of my house to go ahead and pick up product. And it started becoming more of a 24-hour job weekends and at first you know the family wasn't exactly happy with it but after yeah. a while they kind of got conditions that this is just what dad does right so yeah. this is what i do so if we're already doing it and the people that work for us already pretty much do that because we are 100 dedicated to our customers then it just only makes sense to make a company that is built around that so it was just a need to help your clients that needed that 24 7 yeah i mean it, it was a need yeah you know look most Customers aren't going to call you, you know, eight o'clock at night on Saturday, but some will. And yeah, I, yeah. I have to say that sometimes even I'll be that customer just because, you know, hey, something happens and you need to get something resolved. There's nothing more frustrating, especially with today's digital age, where we have all these different tools to be able to get a hold of somebody and we just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand calling a company and saying, I got this issue and I had to put five different prompters in there and I finally get somebody to transfer me to somebody else. And guess what? It's we're on the West coast. So it's a lot of companies are on the East coast. It's three o'clock and I still got to get business done. It's a Friday. Oh, yeah. and I can't get it done until Monday morning. And guess what? Monday's busy. What if I forget to call? So we're just going to go ahead and just eliminate all those issues. So how do you do that? I mean, obviously you're, you're not doing it all yourself or you would be going completely insane. Well, I do go completely insane, but that's okay. Well, yeah. no, we have a team of people. So we have a team of people on the East coast and also on the West coast. Oh, that allows us to go ahead and have some early hours. Right. Mm -hmm. And also allows us to have some late hours. Now, <laughs> uh, generally the people on the West coast, you know, we have a couple of different personalities. We have one personality that's up very early and we have another personality is up very late, you know, yeah. so it kind of helps out. Another thing that we can do that a lot of other companies can't do as far as fulfillment and be able to service our customers is we have late cutoff times. So say you need some product, right? You know, sometimes you don't realize you ran out of a point six burr and you need mm -hmm. it for the next day for whatever case that you need to go and do, right? If you call us on a Monday through Friday by five o'clock, we'll get it out the same day. We can get it to you the next day. And that's when I say nice. five o'clock, I'm talking about five o'clock West Coast time. Now, if you are in the lab on a Saturday in the same situation, call us by one o'clock and we can get it out to you as well. So that's something that I feel separates us because I know myself when I have to order a lot of stuff, it's hit or miss, right? And it's also hit or miss whether they even have it in stock. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to get somebody in, in real time to go in and help you out with that. Wow. So you have a client that's invested in an Armand Gerbeck system. How do you guys connect with that client? Like, how do they find out about you? You for the whole system? Yeah, sure. I mean, are you talking about a prospect, not an yeah. existing client? Yeah, yeah. We have several different avenues. Of course, we're active on social media. Pretty much, that's mandatory for yeah. any business nowadays. We have Google Placement that ranks us higher. But I think more importantly, beyond all of that, is word of mouth. You know, going back to how many units we've actually implemented over the years referrals going to be strong, especially in the lab field. You know, if you're on the clinical side of things, it's different. It's so massive. But on the lab field, it's so intimate. I mean, you yeah. can be a, a lab tech in California and you're good friends with a lab tech in New York. And you guys all show up in Chicago every year and you, and you know each other, you know the faces. And so referral, taking care of people and relationships is going to be our strongest referral source. I like how you say, you know, you have friends and you all meet up in Chicago and everybody talks and that's definitely a small industry and word of mouth goes a long way. Yeah, I'm sure if we even ran into each other, you go, oh, I know his face. And that's the way the lab field is, right? Yeah. That's just the way it is. And it's also a byproduct of longevity when you're in it for a long time. I'm 41 years old. I've been in the dental field for 18 years. I'm coming up to being 50% of my life. And pretty soon I'm going to look and probably be a lot further than that. How many folks are there that work with you? 
Yeah, there's seven of us that work together. Okay. And, um, you know, we're all, you know, working, pulling on one side of the rope. We're lucky that we're working with a few particular products because it really helps out as far as troubleshooting as well. So you see a lot of these companies that get together and they offer a variety of products. And that's great because you can service a customer on a fulfillment end and you can service a customer on a versatility end. But when it comes to the actual servicing of the equipment and the tech support that's needed, it's best to have, you know, a lane that you're in because it really helps you just get to where you need to as far as um, troubleshooting and finding out what the source of the issue is when a customer has a problem. So when they have a problem like with their computer, so you guys have to actually like get on the phone and try to work it out with them or can you get on there virtually? Uh, we basically do everything virtually. Okay. There's, you know, I'm going to say this, my experience of dealing with CAD CAM issues, 96, 97%, and that's just a number throwing out. Mm -hmm. uh, but the majority of the issues is going to be done remotely, right? You do run through those issues where there's, say, there's a sensor problem, you have a spindle problem, something along those sorts. And if that's the case, we just fly somebody out and go ahead and, um, and take care of them. You know, one thing I think I, I kind of glossed over at the beginning when you said, hey, how do you get people, you know, up and running and help them with the digital workflow? Now, when we say we sell you a complete system with the design software, we send somebody out to your location for four days sometimes five days, depending on the, on the different modules, because there's different applications you can get to optimize your machine. And mm -hmm. we'll be there. We'll analyze what your practice or your, your, your laboratory does and what your goals are, of course. And we will optimize the workflow towards whatever suits you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's one thing about the lab field is that everybody does things just a little differently, right? You never get two technicians that line up to crowns against each other and sort of look exactly the same. And it's right. like that when you implement a CAD CAM system, you have to be able to go ahead and tailor it to that person's needs. What do you mostly do? Labs that are looking into getting into the digital workflow and they're not in it at all? Or ones that are currently in it that need improvement? Everybody's different, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to get uh, some people to say want a motion to that. Uh, and that's a milling machine, by the way, a motion to that wants and they want to add titanium abutment milling and they want to be able to mill Emacs, right? So... Hmm. They're going to put that meal into there. Then you get somebody who goes, hey, digital's coming. I've been putting it off for so long. Can you walk me through it? <laughs> so yeah, then yeah. they're going to get everything, right? Then wow. we also get customers who are getting the big boy, which is the Matic, which is a fully automated uh, production unit that can literally do everything. Isn't that the one that holds like 50 pucks or something? And it holds uh, 36 pucks. Uh, Same difference. Yeah. Yeah, that thing's insane. <laughs> oh, it it is crazy. I mean... It's a next level mill, and you see a lot of, of laboratories want to fully automate their production, go with that. Now, the reason why they go with that is, yeah, it holds 36 bucks. It holds wow. 27 tools. You have the ability to kind of uh, look in on it at home. It has a camera in there to, to make sure everything's running. It can run full 24-7. It switches from wet to dry and dry to wet automatically. So there's wow. literally no technician interference. And when our interaction, let's say, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, the technician basically puts it in the slot, it goes in and mills it and, and it shoots it out. And before it shoots it out, it actually cleans off the block for the technician too. So they get a nice clean blank to go ahead and cut the zirconia out and, and go ahead and put it back in. So uh, it's a way for a laboratory to increase their production without any additional uh, manpower overhead, basically. Wow. So you guys actually sell that mill? Oh, yeah. Wow. We've been selling it uh, since the beginning and, uh, you know, believe it or not, because it is a big kind of a, an all-encompassing machine, a lot of people have been buying into it. I think probably the biggest problem, if you want to say, well, what's the problem with it, is that it's too unbelievable. It's hard yeah. to kind of, it's kind of hard to get a customer to conceptualize, hey, look at this can actually do all this, but it can do all of it and it could do more. So yeah, it's. For any lab that's looking to um, go ahead and fully automate their, their the laboratory, this is the way you're going to want to go. What's the smallest size lab that has purchased that mill? Have you seen like three or four person lab buy that kind of thing? Or is it always the, I'm the size of Barb's lab lab that gets it? Be nice. <laughs> we sold Humatics uh, two months ago to two doctors that had in-house technicians. Wow. Wow. You're kidding me. And then 
Um, we've also sold them to large production labs. Yeah, so, sure. It, there's a doctor out in Beverly Hills that purchased it that has about, I think, six or seven technicians inside his office. I think anybody that's looking to fully automate it could do it. And going back to the Motion 2, you know, the Motion 2, we sold those to a lot of one-man labs. And the uh-huh. reason is, is because the product versatility, it can literally do everything with the exception of titanium bars. So if you're a small laboratory and you really want to go ahead and, you know, maximize on your return investment and be able to offer additional services, it's totally the way to go because you can do abutments, you can do all this and that. And it's like buying a technician that never comes in or never calls in sick, never has any kind of issues. You know, every once in a while you have to go and get a service. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. Doesn't come with an attitude. No. Well, you know, they they <laughs> can be hard. a little temperamental. No. I'm yeah. <laughs> Gets lazy at the end of the week. At the end of the day. <laughs> so you can actually program that with thirty six pucks, and it just yes. runs and just keeps changing them. Even better, you can do zirconia. You can do PMMA, chrome cobalt. Line them all up, and also throw an Emacs in there. Line them all up, and just keep on pulling the disc out as soon as it's done. And another thing is too, that uh, I think it's a little undersold about it is that it is Iva Clark certified. So it can do Emacs with the Emacs strategies. And then on top of that, you're able to get a discount if you buy the Emacs blocks directly from Iva Clark. So when we use our mill, you have to go from wet to dry. So how does it, how does it do that? Well, first it doesn't use a oil-based type of lubricant, right? So that, that eliminates a lot of the, um, the cleaning and it uses a water-based lubricant so it has a drying mechanism in there so say if you're going from wet it has the arm goes around and just dries off everything huh that's great and then when you go ahead and go from dry to wet it's the same thing it has this huge burst of air it just goes ahead and cleans everything out wow damn that's awesome oh it really is barb wants one yeah or four no <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just, I mean, when we, you know, we, when we do our milling, you know, you've got to switch it, you've got to clean it, you know, you've got to just, it's, it's a nightmare to switch them. So God. Yeah. And some of those mills too, you have to calibrate it too. Yeah. This is what I like about the Mon Gearbox brand, right? There's a lot of other systems out there where you're going to get a, you're going to get one brand of scanner, one brand of cam software, and then one brand of mill, right? And then we're not, we're not even talking about the zirconia. We're not even talking about the furnace. Well, the Mon Gearbox, they pretty much control the workflow, but you can still use any other material in there. But the problem is, is that when you start putting together all those different products to complete one workflow, at the end of the day, if you don't have the right support, you're becoming your own, own R&D. Now, mm-hmm. nobody wants to go ahead and buy a car to become the mechanic, right? You want to go ahead and buy a Mercedes. You want to buy an Audi to go ahead and take it to the dealership when you have an issue. And otherwise, you just want to ride nice every single time you get into the car. And that's more of what the Mon Gearbox brand is. And that's that's one of the, the reasons why we're such you know big proponents of it is that it's it is really the premium brand out there offered. Well, there's a lot to be said, you know, because a lot of labs and even here we bought our design software from one vendor. You have a mill from another vendor. You have furnaces from somebody else, and if you ever have a problem that you can't really pinpoint where it is, you got to talk to all three. Yeah. Is that what Opulent does is kind of streamlines that and get all the products to have one person to troubleshoot? I guess one way you can put it, and I I believe it's even on our website, so uh, is that we're more of your advocates to getting things solved. Okay. You know, you just want things to work, right? There's nothing more frustrating than than things not working, especially when you go ahead and you, you spend X amount of dollars on it. You know, at the end of the day, you just want less problems in the lab, and that's what we're here for, to take those problems off your shoulders. I got a bucket full of problems you can have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if a lab was not into digital at all, and they're just doing everything analog, and they said to themselves, you know, I got it, because they should be saying this, I got to do something or I'm not going to be relevant anymore. Do they call you, and, and this is what you talk about, you come in for a few days, and you find out, and you set everything up? Well, I think it's you have to back up a little bit more from that, and you have to okay. take a look at when they first call, right? So yeah. they go, they call, we ask them what their needs are, because not everybody needs a Matic, right? Not everybody <sighs> needs a Motion 2. Not everybody needs, you know, a 5-axis mill, per se. You know, right. some people may only need a 4-axis mill. You have to look at what their immediate goals are, what their long-term goals are, and also what their budget is. Mm-hmm. So once we go ahead and identify that, say, hey, 
in my area, we don't do titanium abutments. You know, I'm never going to do long-term provisionals. You know, dentures, I'm going to leave that to removal, guys. I just need to make money today, and I need to I need to decrease my overhead and increase my profit. Well, then we're going to go yeah. with a, a different approach. You know, one thing I will say, though, over the years of selling these, it's very gratifying that when I sell somebody something and they go ahead and get a finance, they come back a few years later and I, they go, hey, I need a second meal. And I go, okay, well, we can go ahead and add it onto your financing. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many times people go, you know what? No, I'll pay it cash. Now, for me, it shows that their business is a lot more profitable than it was before we came along the first time. And so that for myself, it's very gratifying. And every time, you know, we hear that with our team, we're just like, yeah, okay, good. The business is doing good. Yeah. And you only deal with ExoCAD, right? We do ExoCAD, correct. We do have a couple of people within our realm that are familiar with uh, Three Shape, but we're not, we're not, we don't sell Three Shape. Yeah. But if you took on a client that had Three Shape, you'd still be able to help them with that workflow. Look, seven years ago, Three Shape was, shoot, I don't know, 80% of the industry, you know? And, yeah. and on top of that, you had Dental Wings that was still a player and Serrano was still kicking around with their design software. Yeah. And ExoCAD was at the beginning, they're kind of at, at the beginning of their journey, right? Well, you know, Amon Gearbach and ExoCAD, there was a lot of a synergy between those two companies seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that ExoCAD is developing, you know, it, it's also in conjunction with Amon Gearbach. And of course, ExoCAD's way big now, right? I have to say it's yeah. about 50% of the industry now. Is it really? I would say about half the people I talk to do have ExoCAD <laughs> and the other half will have to reshape. And yeah. then uh, dental wings, you know, if it's not really as common anymore. And Serona, every once in a while, uh, where they have yeah. that design software. But I guess what I'm trying to say, will it all work together? Yes, it will. Yeah. You know, 3Shape is just, it's a phenomenal software. They have, they make phenomenal scanners. And they're a presence that is in the industry and they should be in the industry. And of course, you know, our system will work with it. Yeah. I hear more and more labs using ExoCAD and I've never used it. Do you have it in your lab at all, Barb? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear great things about it. I just, I've never had it here. It's a great software, and it has all these different tools. They have phenomenal bundle packages now. I mean, you can get a ultimate bundle package with no required annual fee for about $10,000, right? Yeah, which is great. When you're dealing with 3Shape, your entry price, it's not going to be $10,000. It's going to be less for just your standard crown of bridge. But, you know, depending on, on the package you get, you're probably going to have an annual fee. Mm-hmm. And I think that's over the years, that's why you see a lot of migration over to ExoCAD because it's a phenomenal software. It outputs an STL file, so you're good to go with that. And the annual fees just don't compound on you. You know, there's nothing worse than we're running a business and every time you look, you have a new invoice you have to pay. And, you know, just taking one of those invoices off, it's just, it's, it's a good feeling. Yeah, we just had our renewal. And there you come in. So <laughs> I feel and like, that's yeah. not cheap. Yep. No, no, it definitely isn't. I know. So what else other than design software and mills do you guys offer in the workflow? Sure. We also offer materials. So um, we offer, of course, Avon Gearbox materials and tools. We have our own private label tools for Roland uh, and I'm a Sycor as well. And uh-huh. then in addition to that, we also uh, offer NT trading. So we offer all the platforms for IT trading, whether it be tie bases or the preforms, the screws and, you know, scan bodies, everything. So we offer that as well. And, you know, we're really going to be dedicated moving forward just to dealing with CAD CAM and a small number of products. That's going to be our focus. That's our niche moving forward. We don't have this desire to bring on five different mills and, and all mm-hmm. this, you know, just because I've seen other organizations do that. And when it comes to support, it can be problematic. Yeah. We want we want a happy life. We want happy customers. We want a happy work environment. And that's what we're dedicated to. Who's the lucky per- people that get to work on the weekends? How do you figure that out? <laughs> By demand. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, of course, I work on the weekends. It's, you know, most people just, how do I answer that? When you have a dedicated workforce and, you know, we're pretty flexible with, as far as, you know, scheduling, then it's, you don't have to worry about it. You know, the yeah. weekends, by the way, it's not a, a very uh, time-consuming thing. Most of the weekend stuff is, that will be happening is going to be kind of surface-level stuff. As far as logging into computers, we do have a technician or two that can go ahead and do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. One thing that we do do as well is that we can do over-the-weekend trainings for all in four. 
And that's been very popular lately. So if you have a laboratory that's ExoCAT based, that wants to learn all in four, but doesn't want to pull the technicians off of, uh, you know, the grind during the week, you mm-hmm. can schedule somebody to go out there uh, on the weekend and basically train your staff on all in four, get you guys all up and running. Wow. So how do you do that with ExoCAD? What do you mean? Designing the hybrid? Exactly. <laughs> so designing the bar and designing the, the denture that goes over the bar? Correct. And, the, and also the complete workflow of it. Oh, so okay. when I say workflow, after you mill it and and so forth. So who do you have on staff doing that? Is it a prior technician? It is an assisting technician, correct. Hmm. Okay, excellent. Are they all in California with you? No. Okay. You know, we like like I said earlier, we have some on the East Coast as well. You know, one of the the things about that type of training in particular, that's not a type of restoration that you can only train on. You have mm-hmm. to be using it. You have to be working on it on a daily basis. Yeah. Right? So we do have one particular technician that is working in a daily basis that can, you know, go ahead and help that Wow. when it comes to the training. Do you guys ever work directly with dentists to get their digital workflow? We do. Okay. So what do you do for them? You know, it all depends. If you're a prosthodontist and you really want to go ahead and get into the digital, we can help you out with, you know, a complete workflow. Usually in that situation, they're going to get, you know, the whole desktop scanner, milling machine, and so forth. Mm-hmm. We see more than often, and not a lot now, and this has been something progressing over the years. And since COVID, it's really kind of skyrocketed, as you see a lot of lab technicians merging with dentists. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's not just a dentist saying, hey, all of a sudden one day I'm going to go ahead and do all in four because that's what I want to do. It's not that easy. I mean, usually yeah. when we're doing the initial training, it's going to be crown and bridge, right? We're not even getting to implants. That's a general progression to get up to where you're actually able to do that. But when it comes to having technicians, it really does help out because you have a technician in-house. They know what the restoration is supposed to look like, not just the end result, but what you know the, the framework is supposed to look like, just the complete design. So doctors are purchasing the system, but generally it's not to go ahead and get to these other areas. So most of them are not fabricating their own. No, a lot of them are fabricating their own. Oh, a lot of them are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, we do have a lot of dentists that do purchase it, but you're seeing more and more that they're bringing in technicians emerging with laboratories. Hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. I mean, it still gives a, a nice career to a dental technician. Some technicians, maybe they don't want to deal with the, the overhead of running a business anymore. Very true. You know, maybe they just want to do dental tech work. Running a business is hard. I mean, it is. And when you run a business, there's a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, if you have a doctor that might want to take over some of that responsibility as far as, you know, paying for the milling machine and, and so forth and helping with that overhead, and you get a more intimate relationship with the doctor and with the patient, it's a win for everybody. Yeah, agree. Sure. If a lab wanted to use you guys to just train on certain things, maybe just like they are struggling with bar design, can they contact you to just help design just that? Or do they have to get a whole system from you in order to get that training? No, they can contact us just for the training as well. Wow. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. But we are specific to ExoCAD for that particular yeah, training. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, okay. you know, we're not uh, three-shaped trainers for, you know, all enforced stuff. We're, we're particular to ExoCAD, but all they have to do is just give us a call, shoot us an email. You can find us on Google and mm-hmm. uh, we'll go ahead and we'll set it up. And, you know, depending on what they're looking and for how many days, it would be a different fee, but we can definitely go and take care of them. Well, that's good. You don't have to get into the whole system in order just to get you guys to, to help on certain things. A lot of our business right now is... People that purchase ExoCAD or Amon Gearbox more specifically, and they're just looking for help. There's been a lot of changes in the industry this last year with with COVID Mm -hmm. and different uh, staffing fluctuations on other companies, per se. Mm -hmm. And so they're just looking for somebody that knows what they're talking about. And, you know, we're lucky enough to have staff that does. Yeah. Who has to work on Christmas? I think we're going to take that day off, so. (laughs) Seriously? Oh, well. You know, there's some technician working that's going to need help <laughs> yeah and i'm sure i'll get a text message on that day but you know that that's fine you can text me on christmas if you want we're good so do you guys do 3d printing we haven't touched on that a lot of mill talk yeah sure so we sell the next 3d printer through i'm on gearbox so it's the next for sarah mill uh, we also sell the sprint ray printer 
as well. Okay, I've heard of that one, yeah. It's going to be the Sprint Ray Pro. Okay, that thing prints just about everything, right? Uh, which thing, the next gen or Sprint Ray? Both of them. I think Sprint Ray, I've heard pretty good things about. Yeah, most people that purchase it from for us, and this is probably going to with both of the printers, they're getting it for models. A lot of yeah. doctors will purchase the Sprint Ray because they're looking for suck down models. I'm sorry, models to do suck downs on. Uh, yep. If they're looking to do ortho, so forth, and also surgical guides. You know, we have a handful of people doing that. And so forth. Bite splints as well. Mm-hmm. Most labs that get it, it's, they're probably going to be getting the next stand and uh, they'll be getting it from models. So what's the best way for people to contact you guys? Sure. The best way would probably be to call us at 855-223-2261. That's 855-CAD-CAM1. I don't know how Ooh. we got that, but we got it. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it works. Our info at opulent, that's O-P-U-L-E-N-T. CADCAM, C-A-D-C-A-M, dot com. How did you come up with the name uh, Opulent, real quick? I was curious. I uh, just kind of jumped into my head one day. It doesn't really, <laughs> yeah, nothing special about it. But, oh, another way you can contact us, too, is go to our website, www.opulentcadcam.com. And there's a chat box there on the right. Uh, you can chat on it anytime, and we have somebody on the other end. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. What are some struggles you're seeing from labs that have this workflow, what are some common fixes that you've had to do over the years? A common problem that a lab's having. Maybe there's no such thing as a common problem. Everybody kind of got their own problem, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I would say the tool path. So if the people with these mills and the tool paths, do you have a way to speed them up or slow them down or let them know like how many tools they can use, when to change them, what's best for what? Well, when we're since we sell the Mod Gearbox brand, the majority of the the mills going to kind of dictate, you know, what your toolware is, and it's also mm-hmm. going to control the cam software. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of problems that we actually do run into is would be if they had an existing CAD CAM system with it with another CAM software. Mm-hmm. We talk about being a mechanic, you know, buying the the car, and now you're the mechanic too. Yeah, oh yeah. And you get a lot of people get underneath the hood, and they think that they they might be a little more tech savvy. Then, <laughs> then they may be yeah. in the moment. So one of the things that we can solve with them, with the Mont Gearbox brand, is that that stuff's already been streamlined. I mean, over in Germany, the R&D that they go through is so exhausted. It's, like, it's exhausting how much R&D they, do, they go through before it actually hits the market. And they do updates on a, on a regular basis. Now, a lot of times you, you have updates done, done by companies, and when they do it, everything's worse, right? Or there's some problems I need to get worked through. Yeah, well, yeah. with a mod gearbox, you don't have that issue. With the exception, I think, of maybe one or two updates where there might have been some glitches because of different uh, software at the time. Most of the updates are going to add different capabilities, right? So, for instance, I have customers that purchased in 2013 that still have the mill running with today's updates and with new products added to it. So, in other mm-hmm. words, with, back in 2013, you weren't able to mill Emacs and you weren't able to mill titanium abutments. So over time, we were able to go ahead and add on to it. Interesting. One funny story is that recently, I want to say recently, this week, we were contacted by a lab, actually an in-house lab for a doctor that purchased a mill off a laboratory last year that uh, the laboratory just retired. And they they sold a mill that was from 2013. And so they go, hey, how do we get up to date, right? So there was a fee to go and get the software up to date. And we were able to get them up to date. Now we're going to be able to analyze and see if they have titanium abutments, if they have all this different stuff. We can add on to it. So even though the mill is seven years old, it's just like a brand new mill now. We get it serviced. We go ahead and basically that's just a tune-up to make sure everything's running right. And they can hit the road running with it. So you're able to get into old mills and update them and get them to the point where they're kind of usable again? Because I got an old mill in here that we're getting ready to replace it won't be every mill, but Amon Gearbox is future-proof in a sense, at least the Motion 2 is. So, yeah. you know, when they did updates over the years, even though they have came out with different mills, like the Micro 5X and also the Matic, they're still keeping that Motion 2 in the forefront. So they've never abandoned it. You know, over the years, it went from a 60,000 RPM spindle up to a 100,000 RPM spindle and a different look on the outside. But that's it. They want to yeah. be able to, if you're purchasing a mill, more than likely you're getting in on a five-year loan, right? So you're going to need that mill to last that five years. And of At course, <laughs> and of course, of course, you want to be able to drive that car after you paid it off, right? <laughs> so, yeah. 
So that's that's kind of where we're at with that. That that brings up an interesting point for labs that want to get into all of this. I mean, obviously, payment options, financing options. You guys offer all that. Oh yeah, we have different finance yeah. options. Basically, all ranges of credit, and you know, we also have where you can purchase today, and you don't make a payment till six months later. You still would qualify for tax section one seventy nine as well. Yeah, and that's usually the end of the the fiscal year kind of thing, isn't it? Uh, yes, correct. Have you seen a lot of equipment purchases, you know, during this down COVID time? We've heard other companies mention that they've been selling surprisingly a lot of equipment. It's been busy. It's been yeah. really busy. Uh, I think it's for a different, a couple of different reasons. You know, you do have uh, some people that are looking to bring a new technology and they're confident everything would turn around. And they, mm-hmm. you know, anytime you bring a new technology, even one that's streamlined, uh, you, there's still that that integration time, and it's also just like when you get a new phone, right? You, it's going to yeah, take yeah. a while to go ahead and, and figure out where all the, the keys are on it. So you also get, you know, we talked about doctors with lab techs. You get a lot of people that are just trying to bring the lab in-house with the lab, and they're trying to just limit the touch points, right? It's a selling mm-hmm. point for patients. Hey, we're not sending it to a lab, whether it's, you know, whether it's legit or not, you know, the reason for the selling point. That is something that they can say. We also uh, get people that are like, hey, I need now this is a different time. We're in a different era. I need to add product capabilities and diversify myself more. And so that's when they're getting to CADCAM as well. So everybody that I'm talking to in CADCAM, it hasn't really slowed down. Of course, from March to June, it slowed down, right? Yeah. But that was Earth. Earth slowed down. It wasn't just exclusive to CADCAM. But, sure. you know, the industry, as far as CATCAM goes, just kind of came back quickly and with, with a thunder. And, you know, I was expecting it to come back. I wasn't expecting it to come back as quick as it has. Yeah. Now, even here at our lab, uh, we purchased two mills during this time. There you go. I'm still kind of shocked that we have because it's probably been six or eight years since we bought a mill. And now all of a sudden we bought two. <laughs> so, <laughs> What mills did you get, by the way? Uh, we went the Roland route. Gotcha. Probably not something to talk about on this episode because <laughs> no, no, no. Roland, Roland's a great meal. It, it is, and you already have Rolands, and you already have your process streamlined. Yeah, get more Rolands because you know nothing's better than redundancy in that situation. Sure, and that's like what I was mentioning earlier. I mean, we had our software from a company that also sold the Roland, so being able to have that one contact that's important to me. When you have something go wrong, you have someone that you can communicate about the whole flow. Well, definitely. You want somebody picking up the phone. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next for Opulent? What are you guys working on? What are you hoping to accomplish in 2021? Well, in 2021, we're looking to, of course, add a little bit more staff, a little more support staff. And we're also looking to you know, just increase our market share overall, take care of more customers. That's basically what our, our plan is for next year. Of course, we'll be at all the trade shows and We'll be doing our, our webinars and offering training. So just, you know, be on the lookout for us and you're going to see us around. Awesome. I hope we can all go back to trade show soon. <laughs> well, I mean, Chicago's what, in May now? I hope so, for sure. Well, I mean, I've never seen Chicago defrosted and I've been there about 15 times. So Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about that a few times on the podcast. It's going to be weird going there without a coat. <laughs> yeah, I know. And plus, I'm a huge Dodger fan, and it looks like the Dodgers are playing the same week as Chicago. So I just, I'm hoping that that kind of lines up. Awesome. Well, Jesse, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Sounds like you guys are doing some cool stuff and helping labs get into digital, and we appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, Elvis. Thanks a lot, Barb. Appreciate it. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Have you seen the Whitmix CureBox Plus yet? This highly effective yet affordable light curing unit is ideal for most printed resins on the market. The economically priced curing box uses a specific wavelength and intensity light source, time control, and temperature control to polymerize or cure the dental resin materials. The unit's glasswork surface features diffuse reflectors, which improve light transmission uniformly to the bottom of the model, and its maximum temperature of 80 degrees Celsius provides increased compatibility with medical device 3D print resin. It also provides faster heating. The glove-friendly, easy-to-use touchscreen includes status indicators for heat, 
lamps, and the door to the large capacity chamber, and it features one-touch presets, customizable settings, a timer, which goes from 5 minutes to 12 hours, a temperature controller, goes from 30 degrees to 80 degrees Celsius, and an auto start and shutdown mode. For more information about Whitmix's Cure Box, visit Whitmix.com. We appreciate your support of the podcast, Whitmix. So thanks for coming on the podcast, Jesse. It's cool to see dedicated technicians wanting to help the industry continue to grow with digital workflow. If you guys are interested, check them out at opulentcadcam.com. We talked about Lab Day Chicago during the interview, but of course, this was recorded before we found out about the cancellation, which is super bummer. But remember, as we said it again, as of now, Vision 21 is coming your way April 8th through 10th. So head over to nadl.org to register for this must-attend event. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. I love cold weather.